Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. of VSIN Primetime uh, presented by BetMGM. We have uh, made a call to the bullpen <laughs> here on this Friday as Sean King has uh, some duties to attend to, some high school football to call here in the greater Las Vegas area. So we call in our good friend, Jared Smith from PixWise, was kind enough to hang with us last week. And uh, here he is again. We I get will... you in studio now. I know. This is, this is yeah. so, I'm is... not on... Uh, I'm not on uh, dad duty uh, this week, so uh, no. It's uh, We'll be hanging out. We'll be giving out uh, more of our picks. We'll get to those. Uh, sh- uh, uh, Jared and I will also, on air, figure out who we will be playing. Yeah, who's going to screw us up this in week. In the uh, William Hill College Football Contest that uh, we have, uh, oh, let's God. just say... It's been so brutal. We're above 500, but maybe not thriving. Let's no. just leave it we at that. We go five and three last week, even though no, the West, so went four it was and four. four, and four. It's been a, a lot of fun. Despite the West Virginia just vomit. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, let's uh, let's push through. Let's get some winners. And uh, we like talking to our friend uh, Scott Spritzer. You can follow him on Twitter, at Scott Wins. You can catch him on VSIN on uh, most Saturday evenings with Matt Humans on Sunday Bet Prep. Uh, let's start, Scott, with a little... World Series game number six. It is now three games to two in favor of the Houston Astros. Zach Wheeler will go on the hill for the Philadelphia Phillies in an elimination game. Valdez will counter for the Houston Astros, depending on where you look. Uh, mostly sevens out there. I do see uh, one shop in town has a six and a half for the total. And uh, minus 140, pretty much consensus in favor of the Houston Astros. Are you looking at any plays for tomorrow night down in Houston, Scott? 
Yeah, I made a little play on Houston. It was about must, uh, minus a buck 30 this morning. I was doing a show and, and I was talking about how I thought that was a few cents too short. And it's since gone up, as you mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, 10 or 15 cents. But uh, it basically comes down to Zach Wheeler not being healthy. Uh, you know, even his manager has talked about give him an extra day rest. Uh, he's got a little arm fatigue. Guys, I think this goes back to that forearm situation that he had when he missed time in August. Uh, it's been a situation that it's looked like he's not at his 100% you know, form when it comes to uh, being able to get the pitch over the plate that he wants. Now, I know his velocity hasn't been too far down. It's been close to normal as far as his fastball. But everything I see out of this guy tells me that he's not quite there as far as that forearm injury is concerned. And, you know, I was listening to a great interview with Pedro Martinez, I think it was yesterday. And he was you know, a guy like Pedro Martinez who might know a thing or two about a thing or two about a pitcher. And he came <laughs> out and he said, I'm looking at this guy. And he goes, I'm going to tell you right now, this is far beyond arm fatigue. Mm. And so you've got Fromber Valdez, who's just doing everything right right now. I mean, the guy never gives up more than three earned runs, like 34 starts this year with this crazy number, uh, going up against a guy who looks to be banged up. And the thing about Houston, you know, in every championship, in every kind of sports level, in every kind of you know, sport that you could think of, it not only takes an excellent team, and in this case, in baseball, excellent pitching, it also takes a little bit of good fortune. They've had a lot of good fortune. I mean, last night, you got two on, bottom of the eighth, two outs, and you got a screamer sent down the first baseline. An inch to the first baseman's left, it's in the corner and right field. Philly takes a 4-3 lead. We saw this all throughout the series, and I don't want to take away too much from Houston, but in this game, I just think Houston gets the better of them. I like the pitching matchup here, and especially if Wheeler is not on his game, which, again, even his manager mentioned arm fatigue. Mm. Scott, let's head to Saturday, and I, I've kind of flip-flopped on this game a little bit, but you seem to be pretty solid uh, with Texas at Kansas State. What does the quarterback situation look like to you? Does it matter if it's Martinez or is it Howard? To me, it's really Texas's defense controlling the tempo that really flipped my, my, my psyche on this game. I think Texas's offense will be fine. But really, the defense has been a really solid unit this season. I think that's going to be the pace setter tomorrow. Yeah, I was just looking for some notes that I wrote down talking about Adrian Martinez, if he was going to play or was going to be Will Howard. And last week I was doing a show and I said, I don't have a problem with Will Howard playing. I don't make a big difference between Howard and Martinez, except for the fact that Martinez doesn't throw picks now that he's in Manhattan, Kansas, as opposed to Lincoln. And Will Howard, career-wise, was like an 11-12 to 12 touchdown to INT mark. Uh, and then, of course, last week has the great week. But, you know, there's a reason Texas, among most quality power rankings, is still in the top 12, top 10, even in some, even though they've got three losses. They lost three games to very good football teams, including, of course, Alabama. All three games they could have won on a couple of the different outcomes. Kansas State's banged up at linebacker, and that worries me about the Wildcats because they're going to go up against Robinson who's 80 yards away from another 1,000-yard rushing season. I think we're buying low a little bit here on Texas or maybe selling a little bit, a tad bit high, on K-State off that 48-0 win over Oklahoma State. So I've been kind of riding K-State, but in this particular game, I'm going the other way and uh, laying a couple of points here with Texas. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Scott. Uh, you know, I, I like the situational spots. I mean, what are the best wins we've seen Kansas State have in, in quite some time? 48 nothing, Yeah. Smoking uh, of Oklahoma State. So, uh, yeah, under three seems uh, seem interesting, uh, to say the least, there with Texas laying that number uh, against uh, Kansas State tomorrow. Let's get to the big boy, Scott. 
uh, which is Tennessee and Georgia. Number one in the college football playoff rankings is Tennessee. Number one in the AP poll and defending national champ is Georgia. And uh, as the show has gone on tonight, Scott, it's been interesting to look at the board. It's not through a key number, but despite all the reports of BetMGM and DraftKings, et cetera, having 80, 90% of tickets on the dog here, we actually saw an uptick at Circa from eight to nine. Uh, it looks like a couple other spots have gone up to eight and a half. So money and steam starting to slide, uh, pile in a little bit on Georgia. Uh, how do you break down uh, between the hedges tomorrow in Tennessee and Georgia? Yeah, a few hours ago, I was talking to one book, and they said that they had like 75% tickets on Tennessee and like 65% of the money on the Georgia Bulldogs. There so you go. This is certainly a Joes versus pros contest that we got this week. And that doesn't mean that Tennessee can't pull the upset and the Joes can't win. Sure. Uh, the Joes win 50% of the time. They lose the VIG. They don't hit 52.3% of the break-even money. But I got, I got to say one thing real quick before I jump into the goods of this game. Can we please get a bookmaker included in the in in, in the playoff ranking committee? Because I'm so sick. these people don't understand. I That's vote you, fun. Scott. Oh well, I'll take it, but they'll probably never put a better in there. Maybe we got a, a shot with a Mike Palm or someone like that, you know, a Chuck Esposito. But uh, boy, I tell you, you're talking about a team that's number one in the country. That when you look at this number against the number three team in the country, even if it's on a neutral field, the number three team is favored to win this game. And so I'd love to see, you know, somebody who knows about power ratings being part of that committee. Uh, getting to the goods, Tennessee has been feasting on zone coverage, guys. They really have been. And, and I'm a Hendon Hooker fan. I like Josh Heupel. I like this offense. Kirby Smart is, guess what? He's a man guy. And I've seen other people talking about this all over the Internet just in the last few days. And what I like about that is they're going to see a mix here. They're going to see a little bit of man. They're going to see a little bit of zone. And we'll see if Hendon Hooker can hold up. I know the dogs don't have Nolan Smith. Uh, which is, you know, a key factor to this sack, this pass rush. But, you know, their sacks are a little bit down from where they were last year. I, I just think Georgia is going to be too tough. And this is one of those situations where I think the pros take care of the Joes and Georgia wins by about 12 to 14 points. I'm on the pros side every week, and I can tell you it doesn't always work out that way, Tim. But I <laughs> exactly. hope for, for, this, for this particular game it does because I'm with you on Georgia. Scott, all right, let's head to Sunday. Um, I, it's taking every bone in my body not to lay it with the Chargers in Atlanta because I've watched this Charger story. They charger themselves all the time. And the Falcons actually, not only against the spread, period, but as an underdog, have been very profitable this season. What is it about this particular matchup, maybe it's off the bye, that makes you think the Chargers are a good bet on the road? Yeah, first of all, I'll tell you what Matt Humans and I say almost every Saturday night. If the Chargers are laying points at home, I'm, I'm not on the Chargers. <laughs> I'm not laying points. A little bit easier for me to stomach laying a couple of points on the road, in this case three, uh, just because it doesn't feel like they're overvalued when they're a favorite on the road. And as road shock, they've cashed nine of the last 13 tickets, 2-0 this season against the spread in this role. They're off a bye. They lost by 14 at home on October 23rd. And I think it's worth noting that they are on a 12-3 and spread run off a double-digit home loss. And I'm not a big trends or angles guy, but I thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, I think the Falcons are a little bit overvalued, and I think part of that has to do with last week's win when they beat Carolina. Uh, but if you look at the numbers and didn't see the score, you would think they lost by 10 or 14 points uh, to the Panthers in that game. And they're one of the worst teams in the NFL in a couple of the deeper metrics that I care about the most, talking about Atlanta. Chargers, one of the best in the league in yards passing per game. Atlanta can't cover the pass. They allow more passing yards uh, per game than anybody else in the NFL. 
The thing that worries me a bit, besides the fact you're laying points with the Chargers, is that they do have a little bit of a cluster injury situation at wide receiver, uh, but they've had a week off. If this was a bye week, excuse me, if this wasn't a bye week and you had those cluster injuries at wide receiver, Keenan Allen being one, Williams being another, I get even more concerned with it. But I don't think this team has been walking around for five days going, hey, they're going to play. Oops, all of a sudden on Friday, they're not. This is something I think they prep for. They'll know about it. Others will pick up the slack. And I like him to uh, go ahead and win this game and cover on the road. And again, be a little bit easier laying it with the charges away from home than I do at home where they tend to be overvalued. You can follow once again, Scott on Twitter at Scott Spritzer. Saturday nights with Matt Newman's uh, Sunday bet prep. We replay that on uh, on Sunday mornings as well at Scott wins on Twitter. Uh, Scott, before we let you run a uh, very interesting situational spot, Michigan state coming off of this loss the, the melee happens. They've got suspensions against uh, against Illinois. It's going to be really windy in Champaign. The weather's going to be kind of wacky in the Midwest. So final uh, minute or so here, Illinois, Michigan State, what do you see here with the uh, Illini laying 16? Well, I think this is a tough spot for Mel Tucker. He's going to earn every bit of that $90 million in this particular <laughs> week after what he's had to deal with. Uh, but they go up against the number one defense in college football and total yards allowed, number two in both yards rushing and yards passing allowed so far this season. Uh, Bielema has got this team focused. He's the better coach. They got the better coaching staff. I thought that $90 million contract was a little crazy. More power to Tucker. Get what you can. Uh, but I think Sparty's in trouble again this week. And Illinois is a focused and disciplined football team. They will take advantage of your mistakes, as we saw last week against Nebraska. I like them to win by three touchdowns. Follow Scott on Twitter, at Scott Wins, Scott Spritzer. Scott, always appreciate the insight. Thanks, gentlemen. Have there a good one. We appreciate it, Scott Spritzer. We've got some games to update you on. That's Jared Smith. I'm Tim Murray. It is V-CIN primetime. Come on back. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my game, bro. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, and fan-friendly specials every day of the week visit betmgm for terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in nevada please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 alongside jared smith from PicksWise at jared lee smith on twitter i am tim murray we've got a couple college football games going on as we speak uh the showdown in new england yukon and umass going on right now uh never thought i'd see the day where UConn. Well, I guess that's not true. They once they made a Fiesta Bowl once upon a time, Jared. But they are laying long time ago. They are laying fifteen and a half. Well, just ask producer Aaron Oster. That's what led to the uh, fantastic hire of Maryland, bringing in Randy Etzel. Oh yeah, that's right. It was his dream job, and that's apparently all you had to say to then athletic director Kevin Anderson. I digress. Okay, uh, <laughs> UMass and UConn side of ten. Don't wear hats inside either, though. Don't wear hats inside oh, with boy. Uh, Randy Etzel being the head coach there. All right. So we're going to talk to Chris Andrews here in just a little bit. You and I are partnered. We are. In the William Hill College Football Pick'em Contest. Uh, we are. Have you ever watched the show uh, How I Met Your Mother? One of my favorites. Okay. So there was a moment where uh, Ted Mosby, the lead, car- uh, yeah. lead, lead actor, was asked by Robin, like his uh, you know, dream girl, whatever. It was later in the series. And uh, she goes, do architects make a lot of money? And she, he goes, <laughs> aggressively mediocre money. <laughs> Jared, we in this contest... I don't remember that line. We in this contest are aggressively, aggressively. mediocre. We are 33 and 31. We're not terrible, but we're certainly not good enough to win it. We got to have some, no, like, eight no, 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 no weeks here to try to... At this point, I'm j- it's pride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fr- we're not quitting. No, we're not, we're not quitting. Well, absolutely not. Put we up the cash for this contest, yeah. so... Uh, I'll, I'll get my butt over to the M every week and lock these things in. <laughs> so for those unaware, this is how this contest works. It's similar to uh, Circa Millions or the Super Contest or whatever you have. Uh, but for this contest, 30 games each week, all college. You have to pick eight of them. 
They all have a hook, so there's yeah. no pushes, which I actually like. And Me sometimes too. you get fortunate, and you know the games you like, maybe you get a little added value there. So we'll try to go through this quickly. Uh, we have to pick eight games, um, and we try to do it kind of, you know, democratically. We, yeah, you know, we, we we're we're on. I mean, we have aligned thinking with so how we view a lot of the markets. Looking at um, some of your plays for Visa or primetime yes. confidence picks, and mine as well. Yes. Um, I got five already, right? Just based off that: Texas Tech, Georgia, Colorado, Kansas, and Texas. All right. So those, those five seem to be core. I want I want you to explain Colorado. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm just curious. It's just a situation, at least. Colorado, it's, a, it's a situational spot. Colorado's catching 30, 31, 31 and a half. And a half. Uh, by the way, I had Cal last week plus 17 and a half, and they lost by 18. Little did I know, and we had that in the contest. We did have that. In the, that was one of our. Little did I know that uh, key number was eighteen. That um, is the key number. Give me your elevator pitch on Oregon plus, or excuse me, Colorado plus thirty-one and a half. Well, the first one is Road Bo Nix. Period. End of story. The numbers, even this year, not as pronounced as prior years, but Road Bo Nix, he hasn't been as efficient away from home. So there's your first element. The second element is I think the spot situationally for Oregon. They are in what I would like to call a dead zone of their schedule. They have had some massive games early in the season. They had a couple of mediocre Pac-12 games recently. Now they face kind of, I don't want to say the dregs, but Colorado and Washington back-to-back. That pales in comparison to where they'll be Utah, Oregon State the final two weeks. So I think without a bye anywhere in that stretch, we're in that kind of low period for Oregon. And I've been fooling around with some rudimentary rating systems this year. They capped this game right at around 26. So that's a pretty big gap between 26 and 31 and a half. And I feel like we're getting a little meat there. And also, it's as stinky as it gets. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it fits all the stink criteria. It is, uh, it is pretty stinky. <laughs> it's all pretty right. stinky. You know, we work as a team here. Uh, and I will uh, take responsibility you, when Oregon wins by I've, 50. I've had some stinkers that, uh, that I've <laughs> given you, and uh, you've trusted me. And so uh, one of the plays that I will, uh, that you are allowing me to take is Texas Tech <laughs> plus nine and a half. Um, you know, that's, I'm with you on this. That's in the contest. Uh, right now, one. Texas Tech, I believe, is down to eight, eight and a half. Not that we're yeah. going through any key numbers, but you're starting to see some backing in the marketplace. Early in the week, I actually locked in Texas Tech at 10. Fantastic bet. Um, but we'll see how it all plays out. TCU will somehow this find a way. This makes sense, too. I, I just... It does. And TCU karma-wise for last week, <laughs> we, we are owed a TCU fate after and last week. I do wonder if there is a little bit of a peek ahead here by TCU. Absolutely. It's a local 11 a.m. game. They play Texas next week in prime time. Uh, just be careful. Be careful, TCU. So, uh, all right, nine and a half. Yeah. Rolling with that. I'm in. Um, I, do I need to pitch you on Kansas? No. That's my squad. That's well, my squad. you guys went over it pretty well. And so, I, I think Daniel's playing seals it. But the I quarterback think, situation honestly, on Oklahoma the, State is important. I'll say this. The bigger reason I'm betting against Oklahoma State is it, it's the motivation factor for the potential of getting a bowl game. Yeah. Jalen Daniels is kind of like an added bonus. I don't, I'm, I'm okay with Jason Bean. I think Gunnar Gundy yes. likely starting for Oklahoma State and all their injuries is the reason I'm on it. And by the way, because they're stale lines, you know, we're getting two and a half. Yeah. At some spots, it's one, one and a half in favor I, of Kansas. I saw, yeah, I saw minus one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Minus one. All right. So that's three. So we're at Texas Tech plus nine and a half, Colorado plus 31 and a half, Kansas plus two and a half. You gave it out here. Uh, Brad Powers earlier this week gave it out. 
Uh, Scott Spritzer just gave it out just a moment ago. I like to be transparent as possible. Kenny White was on the other side. Kenny White has done a very good job on our yes, show. We love Kenny. But Texas minus two and a half. Do we lock it in? So I we texted earlier in the week, and again, I'm fooling around with some rudimentary rating systems. I'm not on the level of Kenny or, or, or Brad when it comes to their ratings. But I kind of saw Kansas State a little mispriced in the market. So when I saw that, my first instinct is always, all right, well, you know, these rating systems that I just started building myself could be absolutely wrong. And then when I dug into some of the numbers on Texas, I kind of got scared off of K-State because I, I think Texas's defense, we all love to talk about offense. And I think when you have a guy like Quinn Ewers, a quarterback, it certainly makes sense. And Steve Sarkeesian's your coach. It certainly makes sense. But I'll be honest, this is a defense that I just, I, I think is very, very underrated. And I think with Gary Patterson in the mix, they've added a little bit of, you know, pizzazz to that defense Pete Kwiatkowski's done a great job, of course, the architect of those great Chris Peterson defenses. A little, few more pieces to play with at Texas than he did at Washington and Boise State. So I, I just think if they can stop the running game in Deuce Vaughn, which it looks like they've been able to metrically at least so far this season, it's going to put Texas in some really good spots. I'm with you. I'll lay it. Uh, I personally did lay the two and a half, so we'll take that in the contest. So we now have uh, four selections. Uh, can I convince you? I'm taking four and a half with the Hawkeyes. Yeah, you can. You, you can, Tim. You can convince me on pretty much anything. I just you do it for a living. I You're do. very good. You convince the audience. We can't. I try. Me. Well, we hopefully we can get to the window. <laughs> and uh, we, each and every week when we turn in our ticket, we say it's eight and zero, and uh, yet to have that we, happen. We yeah. have said we're, we're we're due. We're, we're due, due for an eight and zero. So sell me on Iowa. Though. Uh, I just think I, I think it's gonna be a low total as you see right there. We're yeah. getting a little bit of value in the number four and a sure. half for the contest. Three and a half points now. matter. And I'll say this, the wind, a windy game with gusts of around 45 miles per hour totally gives an advantage to Iowa. Agreed. A great defense, an inept offense, but Purdue loves to sling it. And they yeah. do have a running back now. He's been playing much better. But uh, I just think catching four and a half here in the contest, I like Iowa in this spot. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly game. And uh, I think uh, Matt Newman's on our podcast talked about it a little bit earlier. By the way, please subscribe to the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. Um, that this has been a spot where Iowa is just consistently being a favorite, and now you get Purdue laying four and a half. So it's just kind of that spot I don't of hate it. reversing, uh, re re uh, flipping the reversal. Give me a play that you want to convince me on here. Let me see this sheet here. Let's see what we got. Um, I, I can't get there. I, I saw Illinois, and, and you know, Scott, I, I certainly respect his opinion. The early line movement all the way up to 17 now. Makes Another windy Illinois. game, too. Yeah, that, that might put Illinois in the mix. I, I went, I mean, do you, you want me to try to sell you on Georgia? I feel like we kind of did that a little bit. Can um, I convince you on Memphis? You can convince me on Memphis. Tulane's the other one that stood out to me, although I've seen that line move now down to six and a half, so oh, I don't really think I'm on the right side of that. But... Tulane's one of those interesting games. And how about Missouri, too, at home? I like That's, Missouri. Yeah. I, I, like I think Missouri's defense really has been been a plus unit. And Will Levis, I mean, full, full sail after what we saw last week. Uh, I like Missouri. I made that bet. I uh, I can't remember if I officially gave it out on the VEASAN college yeah, football betting podcast. Yeah, I like Missouri a lot. Very, Very good defense. I know that Kentucky's coming off a loss, but at home. And I think what's interesting about Missouri, and by the way, the line in the contest is one and a half. It's down to a pick, so you like that. Yeah. The thing I like real quickly, Chris Andrews coming up on the other side, is that I thought they were kind of fool's gold. Okay, you played Georgia close, but as this year has gone on, 
That defense is the real deal, man. Yeah, so, it is. All right, we have six selections. We will wrap it up to close <laughs> the show. But up next, you won't want to miss it. The latest from behind the counter with Chris Andrews here on VSIN Primetime. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VSIN Primetime, and folks, get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only. $99. Get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself that edge. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Keep it rolling here on VSIN Primetime. We do have the half uh, in uh, at the rent, the cool kids call it. <laughs> UConn leading 13 to 10 over UMass and uh, Duke leading Boston College 24 to 7 with a minute 14 to go in Chestnut Hill. That's Jared Smith from Pixwise at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter sitting in for Sean this final hour. I am Tim Murray and it's always a pleasure to check in with our good friend from the South Point, the sportsbook director there, Chris Andrews, to get the latest on ticket count handle all of that good stuff heading into another busy weekend chris as always a pleasure and let's get to the monster that is tennessee and georgia and i'm curious what you guys have been getting so far because you look nationwide differing books 80 percent 90 percent bets on the dog which is certainly rare so what has your action been like so far on tennessee visiting georgia yeah, we're probably about 70% uh, bets on the dog. But the money, the big money is definitely on Georgia. I mean, we opened the game eight. We're up to eight and a half. Uh, so money on on the chalk. Um, I guess they figure you know, Georgia physically is much superior to Tennessee. And I can kind of see that handicap. But, uh, I, you know, I, I kind of like Tennessee in this game. I think the, the back door is going to be open. This team can really score. And, uh, you know, Georgia, yeah, listen, I still got them rated like the third best team in the country. Uh, I, it's not like they've had a lot of trouble, but they have left that back door open a couple of times. And I think Tennessee's the kind of team that can take advantage of that. Chris, a game we've been talking about a lot the last hour or so, Texas and Kansas State. It, you know, to me, mm -hmm. I, I could make a case for Kansas State to be a little bit low for an underdog or even maybe a slight favorite if – healthy Adrian Martinez and some other ducks kind of in a row for this Wildcats team. But it seems like Texas is the sharper side here. Yeah, Texas is the sharper side. You know, it's funny. Uh, so Brady Cannon, and I, you know, he, he wanted me to give him my power ratings. And I was surprised how high I had both these teams. Mm. Uh, and I use, a, you know, I have, I don't want to call it, you know, a math model. It's not that, but it's kind of a math grading system. And, uh, and these two teams graded out a lot higher than I, I thought they would have uh, just when I did it cold. You know, but when I went and looked through my numbers, they're both, uh, they're both grading out pretty good. I, I think they're two pretty good teams. I think there's going to be another really good game that's maybe a little bit uh, under the radar considering you've got Georgia and Tennessee taking uh, most of the uh, public perception out of, out of this whole weekend. 
Talking with South Point Sportsbook Director, as we do each and every Friday here on VSIN Primetime, Chris Andrews. Uh, Chris, Death Valley at night is a daunting experience, except Alabama has actually had a lot of success in uh, in games down there in Death Valley. Uh, they're laying a big number at 13 and a half. It looks like you guys are down to 13. I know the public doesn't like to lay big numbers, and uh, maybe people think that Alabama is a bit vulnerable. Is this another uh, popular dog situation? I don't know if I'd call it a popular dog, but the ticket count is pretty even on this one. Uh, you know, a little bit in favor of Bama, but nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, this is another team. I think LSU, their offense is really coming around the last couple weeks. And, you know, once again, uh, you know, Bama's, you know, they've had a couple of games where they've, you know, struggled a little bit. I mean, think about Texas A&M, uh, Texas. Um, so they haven't always put teams away. And I think LSU, again, I, you know, my, my power ratings came to exactly 13 on this game. So I'm not telling you I like one side or the other. But I think the back door will probably be open on this one. Can LSU, uh, you know, can they convert and execute down the stretch? And I think they have a good chance to do that. So I think it's going to be a real good game. Like I said, we're at 13. We haven't budged. You know, I've gotten money both ways. It's a really good betting game. No reason for me to move until somebody actually makes me a pretty big bet. And I haven't had that yet. Chris, I'm a firm advocate that odds makers such as yourselves uh, should be in the booth or at least in the room <laughs> talking about the college football playoff ratings because let's be honest, we look at this Georgia Tennessee game, the number one team is an underdog. Now we look at Clemson, Notre Dame, yeah. top five against an unranked Irish team. Clemson laying just three and the hook, maybe four in some spots. It, Tim won't talk about this game, obviously. He doesn't, he doesn't want to juju it, right? <laughs> but I will bring this to your attention. Do you think Notre Dame may be a bit of a sharp underdog here considering the size of it against the top five team? Yeah, first of all, what's that position pay that you're talking Not about? Not much, Chris. Probably you're going to make more oh, doing no. what you're doing now, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> right. I think their spreads, though, Chris, are pretty nice. Yeah, that is good true. Food. That yeah. is true. That's a good oh, point. Oh, yeah. I've been in the press box. They feed you pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but i got to say, Michael Gaughan feeds me pretty good here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have the waistline to prove that in case you guys didn't notice. Um now, I, I, you know, we're up to four with action on this game. And once again, I, you know, I, I thought the number, I, I, you know, I thought three was kind of a good number. I, I'm not sure if Notre Dame's a sharp dog, but I got sharp money both ways. But, you know, enough to overpower the three and a half, which is where we opened. It put me up to four on this game. So um, right now I got really good two-way action. I, I don't know who I'm going to need in this game. Mm. The ticket count, a little, little bit high on Clemson. But, uh, you know, that that's kind of goes – you know, without saying they're going to bet the chalk, certainly in these late games. But, you know, a lot of business both ways, and uh, the money's, you know, pretty equal here. So I'm not sure who I'm, who I'm going to need. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting, Chris. If I had to guess outside of the Tennessee side, I would have guessed that Clemson yeah. was probably going to be your most lopsided ticket count. So uh, surprised. No. Uh, I guess I'm surprised. To, uh, and I guess you a lot said. Of respect for the well, you said it last week on the show about Notre Dame Syracuse, where the ticket count was leaning more Syracuse, but the the sharper money was on Notre Dame. I love that matchup for Notre Dame. I don't know if they can impose their will like they did last week. Again, I, actually, I know they can't like they did last <laughs> week when you know you've got a 260 pound nose tackle for Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at ticket counts. The TCU game is probably my biggest disparity. Mm. Uh, geez, it's almost like about a nine to one. But, uh, you know, the sharper money, I think, is on Texas Tech in that game. So, uh, you know, we, were, we opened nine and a half. We're down to eight and a half. 
But uh, you know, ticket heavily, heavily on TCU, but the money, uh, money is uh, the opposite, heavily on the dog. TCU and Texas Tech, your biggest. I, I would not have guessed that. Um, why, why do you think that? I'm, I'm just curious, Chris. Is it because they're undefeated? People think that yeah. you know they're getting disrespected. Yeah. I, I mean, I see that Texas at, Tech result. It, Chris, by the way, you're, I'm sure you're gonna be shocked by this. I'm on Texas Tech, so you know, <laughs> we both are actually. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I mean, come close them. I might be rooting for you. Not yet. Not so far. But uh, you know, you never know. Come close them. I, you know, I think that's, well, first of all, at this point in time, don't forget, it's a really good early game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, guys want to get in on that one early. Um, you know, I thought the opening number was okay at nine and a half, but I mean, I can see where Texas Tech, you know, they, they, that, that's a program, I think they jumped up a little bit last year and they're continuing to improve. I think it's a pretty good outfit. But, uh, you know, once again, you got to look at these numbers and, you know, kind of, try to figure out the rhythm of the game. And, I, and once again, I think TCU, that that, uh, that back door might be open. I'm looking at the total 69. So, obviously, these teams can both score, which means Texas Tech is going to be right in it to the end. And I always laugh, by college football, you could be down 21 in the fourth quarter, and you're still right in the ball game. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> there's no reason to rip up your tickets. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a hell of a game. And, I'm, you know, not for a 9 o'clock uh, – Start. It's going to be one of the great early matchups for us. Mm. Talking once again to Chris Andrews from the South Point. Hey, Chris, real quickly uh, on totals this week, because it looks like in the Midwest, uh, the Purdue game, Northwestern, Illinois, Cincinnati, a lot of those games, you know, wins in the 40 to 50 mile per hour range. So uh, have you had to adjust those totals? People been betting those unders. What, what have you seen in some of those early games in the Midwest tomorrow? Because it looks like it could be kind of crummy with the weather. Yeah, you know, we've tried to stay ahead of it. I, you know, I hate moving uh, without a bet, but we had to this week because the wind was just, you know, evidently going to really affect these games. So we really did move some of these without a bet. We tried to stay ahead of it, but we certainly got a bet on a couple of these others too. So we're going to be rooting for points tomorrow. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those uh, challenges that we get every once in a while. Uh, you know, my one guy, Joe Holler, he's a big weather nut. You know, he's always calling me early on. If we really windy, if he says, okay, well, let's try to stay ahead of it, Joe. Let's try to uh, adjust these codes. You know, and it's funny because, uh, you know, I'm a lot older than you guys. I remember when the fields were, you know, could really get tore up oh, yeah. with, uh, with the weather. We don't see that so much anymore. You know, field maintenance has gotten much, much better. But there's nothing they could do about the wind. I mean, the wind is the wind. And uh, when that comes, there's nothing you could do about it. Mm. Hey, Chris, uh, final 20 seconds. Kansas, Oklahoma oh, State. Oh, man. What kind of action have you seen Ooh, on this game? One. Yeah, boy, that's been a really good action game for us. You know, we've got uh, injury situations for both quarterbacks. You know, and uh, we've switched favorites on that one. So we went from uh, we went from Oak State to favorite. Now we got Kansas to favorite. But yeah, a lot of money on Kansas in this one. Probably be rooting for Oak State come post time. He is Chris Andrews. We're always rooting for you, Chris. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Bye-bye. There he is, Chris Andrews from the South Point. We wrap things up next. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention BetMGM customers, have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM. And once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet, with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Wrapping things up here on VSIN Prime Time alongside Jared Smith from PixWise. Make sure to check out all of their great content. 
at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. I am Tim Murray. Sean King had to leave a little early to go call some high school football. Uh, Big so game. We will, uh, we will revisit our prime time selections. Uh, we'll go through them a little more at a more brisk pace uh, than we did earlier. Uh, but we do have a little business at hand. Thanks again to Chris Andrews uh, for joining us. And uh, I'll say this. I really thought outside of Tennessee and Georgia mm. that Notre Dame Clemson would be the most lopsided ticket count. Yeah. And uh, to I don't know if it's to my surprise or whatever it was, but uh, I was a little surprised to see that it was pretty even ticket count. And, he, and Chris didn't know who he'd be cheering for. Public's uh, getting smarter. <laughs> TCU. That's a weird one. Nine to one ticket count at the South Point on TCU? It's got to be just because the overall ticket count is depressed in that particular game. 90 so, to 10? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to get to nine to one. I would be surprised if they're running over men, women, and children trying to bet Texas Tech in nine? that spot. Nine to one. TCU's got to be one of the more I mean, intriguing top ten teams on the board, right? I'm on Texas Tech. Um, I think they're a little live here in this spot. Absolutely. Um, you know, Texas Tech coming off a of kind of an ugly loss. Uh, TCU. You know, gets the gambling the, gods should not be kind to TCU. This maybe week a little bit of a look did. ahead spot. So, all right. So we have locked in Texas Tech yes. uh, in our William Hill contest picks here. So we've gone Texas Tech, Missouri, Iowa. Colorado, that was that's the Jared special. Uh, Kansas plus two and a half. He wants to wash his hands of that one in case Oregon <laughs> wins by Col sixty. Colorado's gonna uh, be <laughs> that would be the for... upset of the year Ooh. if, if oh, they yeah. pulled that one yeah, off. That I don't think they're gonna win that game. I no. just think the number is a little too high, a little too rich for my blood. Uh, Texas minus two and a half. So we have two yeah. more selections to make. Did you put Mizzou on that list? Um, I did. So All we right, have one, so we got two, Mizzou. three, four, five. We have six Do of our. Do we trust eights. Scott Spritzer, Illinois? We're I, getting fifteen. The that's only, pretty good. The only worry I have about that, and he could be very right, uh, absolutely right, is you know what kind of what's the weather? Talking you know, out. Let's, does does, does Michigan State actually show a pulse, or are they going to quit? I don't know. Uh, I just I, a I lot hate, of unknowns. I hate there. laying big numbers. I, I agree. I don't disagree I with agree. Scott's premise, and you're getting a little bit better of the number here. Our style is not laying big chalk. So let's get away from that game because let's stay to what we're, let's, let's stick to I'll our guns. I'll tell here. you what the stinkiest line of the week. Might tell be. me what the stinkiest line of the week. Is. How is Virginia only a seven point underdog to North Carolina? And we get the That's hook. pretty stinky. And we get the hook in the contest. And uh, I'll just say stinky. an ESPN personality on television right now may or may not have locked up North Carolina. So that always uh, gets me a Our little. Our friend Joey. Uh, I don't know. It was Joey or Matt uh, on there. But I, I, I'm not saying. They posted their record. They were brave for posting their records before. I'm not saying. Yeah, segment. look, we're, we're 33 yeah, and 31. No, we can't make fun of anybody. Absolutely. Uh, so I'll just throw it out there. I haven't bet it personally. Uh, one that intrigues I haven't me a little into bit. Virginia. So I haven't bet Virginia since that game they had against Syracuse. They actually did barely. They, they covered. did cover that Should have won the game. Probably should have won that game. That was one of the many attempts of us to fade Syracuse that were successful over the last few weeks. I just don't know that quarterback situation. You're is, a Jersey guy, right? I, I used to be. Ish. Back in the day. Um, what about the State University of New Jersey? Oh, man. Plus 26 and a oh, half. Night man. game at home. Chop that wood against Michigan off the Michigan State game. Yeah. <laughs> you, would think, you would think Michigan's due for a stinker at some point. 
I don't. I'll say this. I don't like the fact that the line dipped and now is back to twenty six and a half. But uh, I like us finding value with the market. So I like the stale. Like that's the advantage we have with the contest. It's finding the stale lines. Now you can make an argument that everyone's going to try to find those stale lines. But there's enough in the college football contest where there's thirty games instead of the NFL where there's only you know twelve to fifteen in a week where we can find some variance here. What was the other one that we were talking Why, about? Uh, let me uh, actually. We'll talk this one out here. Okay. Um, NC State at home. Yeah. Catching four and a half in the contest. Numbers down to three. Mm. Why is the line moving against Wake Forest? I, I, I do like Wake. Normally, and, uh, I would think this is a bounce back spot absolutely. for Wake. Absolutely. After eight turnovers, we were on Louisville last week. We which were. Was nice. Never in doubt. No, that one was never. Nothing, in doubt, nothing right? like a thirty-five nothing third quarter. Uh, all right. I, I think that's as bad as Sam Hartman can play. I agree. And, and he has one of those little stinkers every year. It seems like he does have his turnovers clustered. Listen, NC State's defensive coordinator has been in town for three seasons, and all three of the games that he's faced this slow mesh have been bad results for his defense. All right, so let, we'll, we'll punt on that one. Um, can I convince you? Do you like sandwiches? I mean, clearly. Who, do, who doesn't like sandwiches? Maybe UCF doesn't like sandwiches. Yeah, this is a tough one for us. A little UC, conflict of interest for us. UCF, okay. UCF coming off of a emotional win. Yeah. Next week they play Tulane. Now you got to go to the Liberty Bowl, Memphis, off a bye. That was a tough game for UCF, too. I know. Very, very tough Catching game. three and a half in the contest. It's three across the board. I will say, though, um, I texted our good friend Brad Powers, and he actually laid three with UCF. So, and yeah. I know I think you like the Golden Knights here a little bit, yeah, too. Yeah, and listen, we have UCF over eight and we a half We also have wins. that, too. That was a massive result for us last week. I felt like that was kind of the, the turning point for that win total for us after a, a kind of a slip up against ECU the prior week. This is one of those games where if you want to take Gus Malzahn and this team seriously, Memphis is down this year. John Reese Plumley, by the way, uh, is going to be a game-time decision. I'm uh, assuming that's which, why we've seen some live fluctuations. Which might not be a bad thing necessarily no. with Mikey Keene coming in, who has plenty of starting experience. He looked very good last week, too. Um, in, in some really tough spots. You know, in some game-on-the-line type throws. So I is maybe right. that line's undervalued if he actually plays well. All right, we'll leave that one alone. This is why we're talking. Yeah. Out. What about Pittsburgh hosting Syracuse? I was on Pitt uh, last week. Crush me, because yeah, UNC crushed them. Yeah. Is Syracuse done? Yes. Okay. We could lay three and a half. I, the numbers I, up I, to four. I feel good about Syracuse's expectations being met for this season. Dino Baders came out and said, "After six, we're, yeah, we got to six. Yep, we're bowl. That was Clemson week. Yep, that was an opportunity to beat the team that has pummeled that division to a pulp for the last I don't know how many years. And he is, yeah, we're good. We're bowl eligible. And then at that point, Syracuse is, you know, kind of falling off a map since. So, yeah, listen, I I don't love Pittsburgh, but it's really tough to look at Syracuse to take them seriously right now. All right." We'll figure this out. We've got six plays <laughs> locked in. Uh, Texas Tech, Missouri, Iowa, Colorado, Kansas, and Texas. With that being said, let's wrap up the show, Jared, with looking at our primetime selections. I will run through mine very briskly because uh, I need to pick up the. I need to pick up some victories here. Bad week. Your Sean, card looks good this week. Sean's been peacocking all week that he's got the lead. Unfortunately, we have two similarities, but uh, I'll roll through mine. We'll get to Jared's. We'll give you Sean's as well. For those of you watching, you can see it there. Uh, give me Kansas 
Uh, four confidence points, by the way, max 15. You can decipher up to five points if you want. Kansas as a pick against Oklahoma State. I've gone over that. vcent.com. Check out my write-up on that game. Texas Tech. I love the fact that they're apparently an anti-public play, too. Um, <laughs> give me Texas Tech. Maybe a look-ahead spot for TCU. Raiders minus two off of the shutout loss. Jared mentioned the stat. Ralph Michaels mentioned the stat. I think it's like 27-10 and 10 ATS off of a shutout. Uh, Iowa plus three and a half in the wind in, uh, in West Lafayette. And then uh, I didn't know what NFL game to pick because we have to do three and two. Uh, so I did the Bears plus four and a half. And then my upset special, JMU, the Dukes. Hopefully Todd Santeo is playing over Louisville. Jared, your pick, sir. Yeah, I mean, to me, Raiders is is a no-brainer at the top there of the card. I think the Bucks another really solid play this week, especially if you can get that under three. I saw that at the Westgate last night. I don't know if that three or that two and a half is still available. It is juiced, but I do like the two and a half. College plays, we mentioned Texas. Um, I, I I was sold on that. I mean, I, I I thought Kansas State had some value as a, as a short home dog, but then I really dug into Texas' defensive numbers, and I really, really liked uh, what I saw there. Uh, Georgia... Yeah, it, I'm definitely scared, <laughs> but it's the right side, I think. Colorado, plus 31 and a half, and then I'll, I'll take a crack with Liberty. I know you don't like it, but I think maybe if the injuries work hey, out, they can win that. Who one. am I? He had 16 points last week Not a bad in this confidence week, play. All right. Thank you to Jared Smith. Thanks to Sean King. College game day. Go to Tulane next week. Don't be scared. <laughs> Wes and Femi coming up next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.